Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. All right, welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Guard Tower. Ooh. Crystal? This is a little different. How are you doing? 
This tell is different than the rest. This is what we're going to talk about today. Not a myth. Not a um, myth. Mystery. A lot of mystery surrounding mm-hmm. the subject mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about today. Um, normally in Tales from the Guard Tower, we talk about, I mean, yes, mysteries, unsolved mysteries, uh, myths. Opinions. Bigfoot. Like- um, while it's a mystery, it's a, it's a bigger myth, I would say, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about ghosts, aliens, mm-hmm. things like that, these are things that boggle our minds that we haven't really discovered. The mystery we're talking about today mm-hmm. is a mystery because it's an unsolved mystery of hundreds, if not thousands, of murders. Like, how is this going on? We know that women are being murdered. Yes. In some cases, 10 a day. And we're talking about the missing uh, women of Juarez. Yes. And when I say missing, you know, that's part of it too. Because a lot of them haven't been found. No. But a lot of them have been found dead. So this is more of the the murdered Mm -hmm. women of Juarez. Um, We know what's going on. We yeah. know what, what is happening to them. They're missing. They're being abducted. They're being sold into sex. prostitution, yeah. sex rings. They're being murdered. And they're young. They're babies. Uh, they're 14, uh, 16, 17. Abused, right. All the way mm-hmm. up to, you know, the, the their 20s, right? Um, I mean, all women. Yes. But, but specifically, you're right. The ones that are being targeted in this fashion are younger. And so let's back up a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like we said, the missing or murdered women of Juarez. If you want to know more about this stuff, you know, we'll give you, you know, some, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a movie. There's actually a few different movies. There's some documentaries. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube you can go watch. We'll we'll give you some of that info if you if you really want to research this this topic, right? But um, Juarez, let's go back. Let's start at the location. I know we mentioned this last time, and uh, at that moment, a happier we're ta- side. We're water. talking about uh, Pachucos, right? My hometown of, of El Paso and my birth town of Juarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, uh, not not for great reasons. Mm-mm. Nothing uh, good about this topic. Um, Juarez, um, once known, and sometimes, uh, or people still call it. The murder capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about this, we're we're today we're focused on these these females, mm-hmm. or as uh, the term has been coined, a femicide. Yes. Um, there's another. I know there's some people that call it feminicide, but also femicide. Whichever one you use, it's mm-hmm. you know obviously the murder of, of, women. of women, the specifically homicide, specifically women. these women. But the murder capital of the world uh, term came from all the other murders as well. Juarez has been a terrible place to live for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Let's specifically the last 15, 20 years. Um, I'll give you a little bit of context so you guys understand um, some of the, the violence. Uh, and then we're really going to get into the, the femicide because mm-hmm. that's a whole different story. But it, it is tied a little bit to, to this whole violent past. Now, as you all know, Mexico has tons of cartels. El Chapo just recently got captured within the last five years, escaped. 
not not once he came to the U.S., but in Mexico, I escaped a few times, embarrassingly, mm -hmm. uh, from the clutches of, of the government. Oh my God. Uh, in federal prisons where the guards worked for the cartel, the judges worked for the cartel. So eventually the U.S. was wait, enough is enough. He's uh, coming over to our side. Yes, uh, he's locked away. So he's locked away now. Uh, but even before he came along, there were power struggles within the cartels in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. And when there's a power struggle, a lot of violence ensues because people want to take over, make that money. They think they're the ones that uh, need to be in charge. Um, at the same time, other cartels think that this cartel is weak because they just lost their leader. So it's our time to take over. The, the best way to take over is through violence, yes. right? So Juarez itself has always been riddled with violence since I grew up there. Now, I remember a different time because I was younger. Maybe I was sheltered by my parents, which is you know probably one of the reasons why they sent me to school in the U.S., even though we still technically lived in Mexico, and I would visit my parents, and I say visit because I technically lived with my aunts and my, my grandparents in El Paso, went to school here, um, I technically still, my home was in Juarez. Mm -hmm. And so nonetheless, you know, uh, when we were there, we were talking about this the other day is how as a kid, you know, I'd run around, and, you know, mm -hmm. the block and even walk to like downtown, parts of downtown Juarez from my house with my grandpa or even me and my cousins. When we were just 10 years old, um, we'd go to the, the, the cathedral there, you know, um, we'd go on our own. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think of this violent place and how at 10 years old I was, I was running around, right? And my parents let me. Um, even though it was violent, I think the violence was more towards the cartels and each other. Mm -hmm. And it was during the nightlife, right? But I remember um, the days, you know, being fine. You know, you're walking around. Yes, it's a crowded place. Yes, it, it's dirty sometimes in, 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 the, in the city parts of it, right? Um, but, and yes, there's some very, very poor parts of it as well. And, but I didn't see this stuff as a kid, right? And obviously, I got out, you know, by the time I was in fourth grade, we had officially moved to the U.S. Yeah. So I never got to really see that. Now, as a teenager visiting these places, the nightlife, because that was the party place. If you lived in El Paso, you in, during that time, you you partied in Juarez. Yeah. All right. Anybody that, that lived there or New Mexico in that, that area of New Mexico, Las Cruces, uh, anywhere within within 60 miles <laughs> of that border, you were going to party in Juarez. All right. I even ran into a drill sergeant one time when I was in basic, I was actually, uh, we were on the range oh, wow. and I was, I was, uh, I was getting ready to, to qualify. And as I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there just waiting. Um, I think I was sitting in, in one of the foxholes. This is during the time when you still qualified from a foxhole. I don't know if you remember <laughs> now it's supported prone, unsupported, right. And then from the kneeling position now, but during this time we were still qualifying from the foxhole and I was sitting there or standing there in the foxhole waiting to go. And he comes up to me and he just, I think he was just trying to start a conversation with his private. He goes, he goes, Private Geary. He goes, you from El Paso, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I was at Fort Hood for a while. I mean, um, not Fort, I'm sorry, uh, Fort Bliss. Uh, Fort Hood, that's a whole other story. We'll, we'll get into that right <laughs> he now, too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I was in Fort Bliss for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, you ever make it out to Juarez? <laughs> I was like, yes, Drill Sergeant. He goes, you remember the Derby? I was like, yeah, that was a good time. He said, shut up. 
<laughs> that was a conversation. He just wanted to, to let me know that he knew, you know, El Paso and, and Juarez. Either way, people know what I'm yes. talking about when I say this, right? Um, and even though people said it's dangerous, be careful, uh, don't start a fight with the wrong person, you knew this. Um, the point is that we knew that, but we, we didn't quite see it. Unless you were involved in that, you didn't quite see it. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because things changed. Um, 99 is when I left El Paso and, you know, back and forth. But really, I haven't really been back there permanently or even to, to just to visit, obviously, family. Uh, but even Mexico, I don't think I've been over there for almost over 15 years. Uh, a lot changed mm -hmm. during that time. The early 2000s, uh, there was a huge vacuum, a power vacuum, and the violence started, yeah. um, and it got really, really crazy. At some point, there was about a three-year span where over 10,000 people were murdered. I'm not talking about dying, heart attacks, and regular deaths. We're talking murders. Mm -hmm. More in three years, more people murdered in three years than the whole Iraq-Afghanistan war. As far as American lives, it's right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's three years. That, yeah. that was in the, the mid two thousand like two thousand three to two thousand six time period. Uh more have died since then and more before that. But I'm just saying that was a three year period. Right? Mm -hmm. There's been, you know, thousands of murders in this whole time. Now, an increase in, in femicide happened mm -hmm. at that moment too. In fact, I think from 2005 to 2007 or something like that. No, no, 2007 to 2010, there was a thousand percent increase in femicide. It's ridiculous. Two, in three years, a thousand percent, 10 women average a day. Is that insane? It is so insane. And you think, how does this not make the news? And then when you read about it, the death rate of journalists in um, Mexico is the same as in um, Syria. Yeah. Like in a war zone. The war zone, you know, maybe in Mexico, it's basically a war zone in Juarez too. Yeah. But you're right, it's not It's not a real war zone, and yet the same amount of deaths in, in journalists, I think that was... Um, it was, I forget what year, 2013, I believe, mm -hmm. where they had the same number of deaths in Juarez for journalists than they did in Syria. So everyone got the message. That's why no one's writing these stories. No one's producing um, any of this content because everybody in Mexico, they're scared. They're scared to talk about it. The people are scared to talk about it. Um, the United States is not helping because if you go on you know, YouTube, the only people covering it is... UK journalists, like American journalists are not even covering it. And s there are some brave mm -hmm. Mexican journalists that are yes. still covering these, um, but they themselves talk about how they live in fear. Yeah, and they're told what to write, and they kind of balance in the middle, but they're told, you what know... What to stay out of, yeah. Yeah, what not to put in there. So there's obviously a ton of corruption. So we talked about you know the cartel violence and how it's sort of tied in to this whole um, femicide mm -hmm. everything that's going on but let me tell you this it's not just the cartels no this is what what makes this a mystery and so hard to solve that there are so many angles to this mm -hmm. there are so many people involved um, and 
this goes back to 1993. This is really when the beginning uh, started. And the reason why we have a year or, or, you know, a time frame pinpointed is because this is during the time when, um, you know, the, the there was a, a, a trade agreement, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, NAFTA, NAFTA, right? And so what happened was the border towns, people started going over to Mexico, companies, large companies, so that they could save money on production. Yes. But yet they were on border towns, so they could still have some American workers managing these places mm-hmm. who knew the business, uh, especially if you spoke English and Spanish. If you're on a border town, there's a good chance you're going to be bilingual. My uncle was one of those. Mm-hmm. He had his degree in, in business, uh, graduated, uh, started with a company in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Then they moved to Mexico and they said, we'll pay you more if you make the trip over there. Now, some of you might go like, wait, live here and work in another country. In El Paso, it's no different. It's a 20-minute drive. Yeah. It's a 20-minute drive over, over the bridge. Over the, depending on where you live, and but even the furthest part, like when we finally moved to the East Valley of El Paso, it was only about a 15- to 20-minute drive to the bridge, and then depending on where in Juarez, you know, where you were going, maybe add another 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, either way, you know, it's no more than a 30, 40 minute commute, depending on where you live. That's not horrible, especially if you're getting paid more money yeah. because you're managing these people. Now, these companies save their money on the employees. And who do they like to hire, especially mm-hmm. for these little places? Um, young women, young yeah. women who are looking for jobs, especially for those night shifts. All right. So they could take care of their kids during the day and they mm-hmm. could work at night. And these young women um, are the ones that were being targeted. So a lot of people blamed these companies, um, not necessarily that it's their fault, but because they opened up all their shops. They went, they moved over to Mexico and attracted all these young women, not just from, from all Juarez, the, yes. from all the small towns surrounding mm-hmm. it, including some of the smaller villages, yes. some of the uh, the. Uh, indigenous people that, that live, because there are hills down mm-hmm. in Juarez, like people live in those hills. There's, there's small little huts and homes and adobe houses that people build up there. And um, it, it attracted all those females and, and, and men too, but specifically uh, at night, they, they loved hiring these, these young females, right? Now, I'm not saying that the company is to blame for hiring them, but they created this this opportunity uh, for for all these people to come in, uh, especially females, into these areas that were not normally there, right? Yes. These females were not normally walking, driving, traveling through the night. Most of them did not have cars, so it's not like they were driving right. anywhere. Um, so they created the environment, right? Yes. At, at no fault to them, you know. They had other reasons, right? Other uh, greedy reasons yes. to move their companies from the U.S. to Mexico. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But that's that's how this was created, right? It created this opportunity, yes. right? Now, these predators, whoever they might be, because there's several, right? It's not just mm-hmm. the cartels, although the cartels have a lot yeah. to do with this. Um, some say there were several serial killers. Uh, believe it or not, uh, mental health is not a is not a thing in Mexico. <laughs> all right? Sure. There's not many people looking out for mental... There's mm-hmm. people running around... Uh, who seriously should be locked up or or be at least on some type of medication uh, under some kind of watch, they're d- walking around free because th- this does not exist. These hospitals, uh, like the way they exist in the U.S. for mental health, do not exist over there. 
a lot of poor people uh, mm-hmm. that don't have the opportunities to, to get um, checked, looked at. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. All right. There's the other factor that the law enforcement is also corrupt. I know. Shocker. 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 They're owned by the cartels. Mm-hmm. So um, some of them say the law enforcement also is involved either by not investigating these murders, mm-hmm. by letting them go, letting them happen. If you know you're going to get away with it, what is the deterrent? There is none. There is none. There's no... They, these girls are dropped off in the middle of the day in a ditch in... the High where, traffic areas. High traffic area. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's a joke. It's almost like they're mocking the system. Right. Now, the other part, too, is that law enforcement was also... Not just involved by by not investigating, by turning a blind eye, mm-hmm. but they were the ones doing this. Yes. A lot of people believe corrupt uh, cops, police chief who said, you know what, here's a freebie. Young women walk around at night. We're patrolling the nights. We own the nights. We own the city. No one's going to tell us what to do. They were involved uh, with uh, the actual abduction, uh, rape, murder of these young women as well. So mm-hmm. not only were they were they turning a blind eye, but they were participating, some sources say. Yeah. Now, the other one, too, that I knew this is, as I grew up, this was the biggest one. People would say that the politicians were the ones doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So they just, you know, and that's no, that, that's no different from here. Let's, let's not pretend that it doesn't happen in, in America. Yep. Right? Epstein, you know, while he was not a politician, he was involved with a lot of politicians. Yes. There's pictures, videos of him. Uh, I'm not trying to connect him to our current president now, but there are a lot of pictures of them mm-hmm. hanging out at the same places. Same thing with Bill Clinton. I'm not. This is not a political thing. No. The guy has been connected to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, has been connected to famous people. I mean, Every, yeah. Everybody. Now, I'm not here to say that those people knew him for you know the reasons that other people know him, right? It, it happens to be they're all rich. They're all hanging out at the same places. I get it. My point is that let's not lie to ourselves and say that our politicians are not involved in scandals of sexual abuse, Correct. murder, uh, you know, femicide. Yeah. Right? Let's not pretend <laughs> that this is not happening here either. Correct. Now, the difference is that it's so much easier to get uh, away with it in Juarez. Mm-hmm. So much blatantly easier. Yes. To get away with it. So that was another conversation that people said it's the politicians. They're asking for a specific type of female, bring her to me, mm-hmm. and then they would do whatever they wanted with them. Mm-hmm. And the so, police were helping them move the bodies. Like, you know, it's it's so corrupt. It's they're They're not like you find a girl and there's no DNA testing. It's It's a joke. Or it gets lost. Yeah, it gets lost. The DNA was taken, but now it's lost. And if there's if it becomes too high profile, they just grab someone off the street, blame them for it, and then that person goes to jail for 40 years, and they never get their day in court. Innocent people. Mm-hmm. Now, there was, I know from the things we've been studying, watching, reading, um, you mentioned, you know, people uh, innocently being uh, tried. Yes. Right? On top of that, there's witnesses yes. that are tortured into admitting that they saw that person mm-hmm. abduct that young woman. So there's innocent people being blamed, put in jail for the rest of their life, 
And then there's innocent people being tortured into lying about being a witness. Yes. It's insane. I mean, it's it's absurd how... And it's how, 40 minutes away. How easy... I mean, well, here's the deal. I, I was talking about places you live in El Paso where it's like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes away, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's places in El Paso where you can walk from your home, mm-hmm. five-minute walk to the border. Yeah. So it's as simple as, as, a, as a hop, skip, and a jump. Literally. Literally. That's how close we are to this corrupt, corrupt city. Mm-hmm. Right? Once again, murder capital of the world for, for many reasons, but... A lot of people don't talk about this femicide issue, right? Now, here in the U.S. alone, this is happening here as well. Yes. Obviously not at the same rate. I'm not trying to compare us to Mexico no. or at all, uh, particularly in the military. Yes. Um, as far as women being mistreated, sexual abuse, misconduct, I mean... I know that in 2000, was it 2009, the Mm -hmm. army specifically tried to start a whole program, right, to end sexual assault, sexual abuse. You wrote a story. I did. I wrote the story, but I also remember being so pissed off because the the army said, okay, we're going to make it easy for people to report. So we're going to allow victims to say, I want to report this sexual assault that happened on this base, but I don't want to go through the police. I just want to go through the, the I don't want it to be reported outside, outside. of the base. Yep. And they thought that in their wisdom, they thought, oh, people will report more because um, it's not going to be this big investigation. And they have a whether they wanted to disclose it or not. That makes no goddamn sense. Like, that means that you've created a system to not hold people accountable. It catches everything, it never goes out. Yes, you catch everything, everyone reports it, and you know, okay, he's a bad guy, but we're just going to move him over, and it's not going, he's not going to be like, um, it's not going to go in his file. It's not going to do anything because they were pretending like they were protecting the victim. No, the victim, a lot of women, when they're first sexually abused or um, they're they're scared to report. Yes, that's true. But that's when you give them so much support and you assure them that justice, um, there's healing and justice. And then that's how they get through it is seeing that this isn't going to happen again. But they created this stupid system where they put it on the victim oh she didn't want to report it so you know she did a i forget the technical term or whatever but there's all these sexual um predators that got off because they wanted to make it easier air quotes for victims it's kind of like the the catholic church where you get reported the priest gets moved out yep same thing what we heard about with the boy scouts Yep. Same thing happened there. Mm-hmm. People would complain about uh, uh, a leader. They would get moved to a different place or they would uh, get rid of them, but no charges, nothing, no paperwork, anything to cover up the organization, right? The Correct. organization was always first, right? Yes. And I know this is probably not the most popular view with our, our military folks if, if you're a veteran, but let's wake up. 
the military um, and, and the army, I mean, all branches, I think it, it, it happens in all branches. I'm, we're talking specifically army because we saw it in the army. We, mm-hmm. We've been there. Um, but from what we've heard, it just happens in to, to all military females. Yeah, it's just nonstop. Like, I went to not, a... I mean, not all of them. I'm just saying in majority of them yeah. have reported some sort of sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, even just sexual harassment itself, right? It's to the point where I would... I At this point, I wouldn't want my daughter in the military, no. right? I don't feel it's safe enough. I don't feel they've created a safe environment. Um, and I know that I'm one of those people that used to joke about not sexual assault or sexual abuse, but making sexual references, right? Um, we still joke about it between you and me. Mm -hmm. Obviously we're a couple We're married. It's a different story. We, we, we joke with each other, uh, before we were together, we got along that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. Females talk just as dirty as the men do. I get Mm -hmm. that. I understand that. There's a difference between trying to be one of the boys Mm -hmm. or be like the guys to fit in and just to be funny, to be accepted. We get that. There was this crazy pressure to be one of the guys. Being in the military as a female, you are expected to adjust to being one of the guys. And there's so many people that you not only had to, you had to just be 10 times tougher. You had to be 10 times more out there because guys were already, whether they said it out loud or not, they didn't think women should be in the military. There's such this bad, the chain of command, they knew that they could get away and say anything and they would be protected. And females, you just had to either out joke them out um you know just be just as bad as them just so that you could so you wouldn't be victimized it's just crazy it's just a cycle of insanity like i said you know i may have been part of that because i didn't know better because i what it for me personally Mm -hmm. wasn't coming from a bad place Mm-hmm. All right. It's how you were trained it's by the people above It's how I was trained by you. the people above me and how even females that came along before me taught me because that's the way they talked. So I said, wow, you talk that way. Um, maybe I can talk that way to you too. I'm not saying it's the female's fault. I'm not saying it's the men's fault. I think it's a systematic problem, right? Yes, that, that we all got, that we all bought into. And even us females I, I went to a female veteran event and officers, female officers, were scared to death to take a female side to support a female because they and their like, leadership were all males. And and they would be seen as, oh, you're you're a feminist, you're just right. siding with the females. So trust me, there's a lot of tears shed and a lot of guilt from a lot of us that we didn't treat other females the way we should have treated them because we were all so fucking goddamn scared that we were going to be targeted next. Now, this is all obviously not crossing the line. We're we're talking about the the average conversations, the average yeah. way we talk to each other and and treat each other, right? Correct. 
I'm not talking about crossing the line. When I say I was part of that problem yeah. too, we're talking about and with you and other females and other men that that we followed the systematic way of acting of with each joking. other. Yes, that that's what we're talking about. We, not once are we talking about now. Anyone who crosses that line, that's a different story, right? Yes, that's that's not a systematic problem. It, the systematic problem with that is that those people don't get in trouble. Correct. Um, but I don't believe overall everybody's crossing the line no right? it just it, it was just an unhealthy environment where it was like women were trying to be one way to fit in because you couldn't be yourself right. and then guys were like oh and then they would take it up a notch and so and then we were all joking and we were all um being tough and being um right. dirty and joking and then that gave permission un to, Unfortunately, yes. to the psychopaths. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The ones that were willing to cross the line, yeah. this blurries that line. So while while I agree that that equality was beautiful between mm-hmm. the men and the women, I agree that it was a nice, um, it was something cool that only us military veterans yeah. had with males and females, that we knew each other mm-hmm. in, in this very uh, unique way. Mm-hmm. That we could talk to each other a certain way, right? Even with with cussing, right? Yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely correct in that that muddied the waters for those people that really did mm-hmm. not understand boundaries that that had different plans, motive motives that were mm-hmm. <laughs> evil. Yes. And then that's one line. Then you go above that and you keep moving up. Keep moving up. You're talking about rape now, and they're not getting in trouble. They're they're getting protected. And we're talking about then murder. Yes. Ultimately, getting away with murder, not being investigated. Um, and when you go, come on, guys, people aren't getting away with murder. <laughs> Do your research. Yes. Do your research. Um, we personally know females in the military oh that have been raped and what they had to go through. And mm-hmm. yes. Justice was served in the end, but what they had to go through. Yeah. One, if you get raped, that is, I can only imagine one of the worst things that can happen Mm -hmm. to somebody. It takes all that power from you Mm -hmm. mentally, messes with you. It it stays with you. I can't imagine it's something easy to get over. Uh, I can only imagine it's something that stays with you forever. But then to have to go through that again and again mm-hmm. with your leadership, with the court systems, with the lawyers, the justice, who, everyone you talk to, yeah. you have to relive that because nobody's saying, we get it, we're going to help you. You have to keep fighting the system every inch of the way, mm-hmm. and that's got to get tiring. That's got to get yeah. old, and that's got and and people... Females have committed suicide mm-hmm. because going through that process was almost just as bad, if not worse, than when they got raped. Yes. And that's the system. That's yes. the system that and, mm-hmm. doesn't take immediate sides. I, I get it. You have to go through the, the, the justice system, but it is so back words. It's almost not worth it sometimes. And I think that's what happens to so many women. Um, we And I won't say names, but... There was a female that was targeted during our deployment. And she was targeted, there was a female that was targeted by 
men in our unit and it was it was sexual harassment i would call it sexual harassment of a different kind it was a jealousy thing they started rumors about her started investigations about her um really treated her horrible and um and i'm not saying this as a friend i don't even talk to her anymore i'm just saying that she was treated horrible by these men in our unit um and they they legally treated her horrible because they they called her um or you know they accused her of things so this girl goes on i just came by her instagram and she is there smiling taking pictures with um one of the people and the other guy she was with in this picture totally didn't support her through the whole process but the one like the ringleader of harassing her was in the picture with her and they're smiling and she's joking and she's still very much in the military and i'm like jesus i mean it was so much that i mean she she has ptsd from how she was treated but yet she had to come back right work with them and had to smile and make the best of it where if i saw that guy oh my god i'm like i i i don't know what i would do like he's a piece of shit and and he was i mean i had my own issues with him but i was like jesus She's just smiling and trying to make the best of it. And I'm like, it's so fucking sad. And we can't we can't even sit here and judge her or anybody mm-hmm. else in that situation because, you know, you don't know what someone has to go through in order to get better. Yes. Right? Forgiveness is a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm that's 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 an art form I have yet to learn to conquer. <laughs> yes. Forgiveness is not my specialty. But, but after what she went through, she should never even have to be in that situation. Right. To because she was they're they're in the same field, um, so they have to work together. They have to continue to work together because it's the and I'll say it, Army National Guard. So there's no place else to go. So she either has to smile and continue her mission or get out or leave because they're not going to. Be, yeah, and it's like how the fuck is that guy still there? Like, why isn't he? Yeah. And and he and the thing is, he went on. Guess what he did on his next deployment? The exact same, same thing fucking thing. To other Every, and we all know about it. Everybody yep. who talks about him, we all know how he is. And there he is in a leadership role in the Army National Guard. It boggles my fucking mind. So. Sorry. <laughs> no. But it's like, that's how it is. Welcome to being a woman in the military. And the reason why we bring up the military, obviously, we, with our military background, you know, veteran show, this is specific to, you know, uh, people on our line of of work, kind of tying it in, not comparing this at all to to Juarez. Because that by far takes the cake. Yeah, I mean, above anything else. But the point that I was trying to make originally Mm -hmm. was that it happens here too. Yeah. It happens in our politics. It happens in in our country. It happens in our uh, nation's military. And we we can't just look down on Mexico and be like, oh my gosh, look how bad they are. That can never happen here. We are nine bodies away from it happening here. Like it does happen here. Mm -hmm. In our every day it's happening. They might not die, but they do sometimes, you know, and it's like we we can't it's it's not that far. Juarez is not physically far away and we're not that far if we don't get a handle on it. So you mentioned earlier. People um, not getting caught. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I want to bring some 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 light to this situation. <laughs> if there's if there's any light there's in this any. situation, I don't know. I always try to look for the best, but there was a situation mm-hmm. where the boyfriend of a young female who went missing, mm-hmm. her body was then found tortured, cut up into pieces. Her skull was found 20 feet from her hands, which were 20 feet from her torso, from her legs, cut up into pieces, thrown out in a ditch in the middle of of a farm. Mm -hmm. That young man was caught. Oh, good. Good. But wait, there's more. Why? That young man, the evidence that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. went missing. So no evidence, no case. That young man gets let go. By the way, that young man, and I know we saw this uh, yesterday when we were trying to catch up on some of this information, but Mm -hmm. I did more research on that specific case. That young man happened to be the nephew of a prominent politician. Fuckers. So he gets out. The mom of this young woman was so obsessed with finding this killer. Getting justice. Getting justice. And not even finding because they found him. She yeah, was, she knew who She was. knew it was him. That was the last person this his, her daughter was with. Uh, all the evidence pointed towards him. He had the ties. He had everything about him. She pushed for a retrial. Jesus, they actually tried him again. So she, this is great victory. Mm-hmm. Especially in Juarez, where... Women are second-class citizens, mm-hmm. and men, especially ones related to politicians, are given everything in the world. So this is amazing that mm-hmm. they even got a retrial. Guess what happened in this retrial? What? He gets found guilty. Good. Yes. Yay. When? Before he gets put in jail, which I don't know how this happens, because in America, when you're in trial and you found, you're found you found guilty, you are immediately handcuffed and taken to the back where you are fingerprinted, put in jail, and you're done. Yeah. Well, this young man somehow got away. And with his connections, politicians, money, probably, you're probably never going to see him again, probably came to the U.S. So fucking disgusting. So, they don't find him. He's not paying the price. Mm-hmm. The mom's not happy. She won't give up. No, she's a good mama. So she's protesting. Mm-hmm. Something that here in America we take for granted. Yeah, it's, our, in other countries, it's our constitutional right. In other countries, you're not, it's not necessarily your right. You're not always allowed. People don't like it. She was prote- protesting in front of the governor's office, the consulate, and they didn't like it to the point where... I'm not saying the governor's office or the mayor's office or the government itself was involved in this, but I'm just saying they said this woman is making so much noise, we're going to have a gunman chase her down and kill her in the middle of the street. And there's video of this as she's protesting. She's literally still holding the banner where she's protesting for her daughter's killer to be brought back to justice and a gunman's chasing her across the street and he guns her down and runs away. The end of the story. That is how insane things are down in Juarez. Oh my gosh. So, you tell me. <laughs> is, now, we, we went back to 93, right? Yeah. 
I know we we didn't quite finish it. Started then. We talked about the in the by the way they call these maquilas, mm-hmm. right? In Spanish, the maquilas are the the these these companies that are down there. The um, I mean, they're they're warehouses, they're they're factories. They're there's you know you name it. Making it, TVs, making TVs, making, making cars, uh, jeans, everything, everything manufacturing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for for very little pay already. For yes. very little pay, by for the way. For less than, they call them temporary workers so that they can pay them even less than the already than low. Than the already low income. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. So um, so these women, you know, flood the city of Juarez in, in hopes of jobs and money. Uh, the politicians, the corrupt, um, you know, police officers, the chief of police, the cartels take advantage of all this. And so... It's hard to tell who's committing these crimes, but they're being committed by the hundreds, if not thousands, a year. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's another theory. When we talked about the mysteries, we, we honestly, I'm just going to say it flat out. I believe it's a mixture of all those things. I don't believe it's one person or five people. Um, there's some theories that it was a group of five people. Uh, very, very bad men that were had ties to the cartels, uh, and were just not all there. Kind of like, like, uh, um, what's his name, um, Jack the Ripper. Where oh. He was an unstable gentleman, is what what some rumors say, right? Um, that's what they believe was happening here. Um, but with all the the corruption going on, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's reality, right? It's just, it's open season. As of, late, as of late, men have been uh, tied to these crimes, which seems like it's the the closest we've gotten to mm-hmm. actually capturing people who are really guilty. Yeah. You know, we mentioned how there were a ton of people captured that were not necessarily guilty. Yeah. But were very clearly being framed. Yeah. Uh, as of late, because of so much pressure from the U.S., Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a few have been captured, but I don't believe they were, first of all, there from the beginning because this yeah. started over 20 years ago uh, when, when these factories started moving down there. Uh, I, they, and they're definitely not in, uh, responsible for all of them either. So my point is like a very small percentage of the murders are probably being captured yeah. or even looked into. I believe... It's it's a mixture of the corruption of, of everybody. I believe there's crazy people mm-hmm. out there taking advantage of the, yeah. the 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 no law enforcement. I believe it's dirty cops, yeah, uh, dirty politicians, cartels. I believe it's just a mixture of all these dirty dirty men, mm-hmm. knowing they can get away with this, yeah, and saying pointing fingers, saying the cartels are saying, nah, your, your, your dirty politicians are doing this. The politicians are saying the cartels are doing it. Meanwhile, they're all in bed. Yeah, they're all together. together. Now, here's one of the more interesting theories. We didn't see this yesterday, so I don't think you've heard about this one, but okay. I grew up with this one. Okay. I grew up with this one because when I was living in El Paso in the mid-90s, this was one of the, the politicians' answers there was a guy named, um, it, it's, a, it's a weird name, Sharif Sharif, I, I believe his, his full name, uh, it slips my mind. But if you look him up, this guy, he's he's um, a Middle Eastern guy mm-hmm. that moved down there to Juarez from, I believe, it was somewhere in the Midwest here in the U.S. Originally came from the Middle East, I believe Saudi Arabia. He was an engineer, smart yeah. guy, came to work for a company in somewhere, like I said, somewhere in, in, in the Midwest here in the U.S., yeah. Made some good money, 
um, you know, like I said, worked for a, a, a nice company. Uh, but but that guy happened mm-hmm. to like little girls. Fucker. So here in the U.S., he got in trouble, got caught a few times. But even in the U.S., we've talked about this. And as you, we've heard in mm-hmm. some of our other episodes, um, when we talk about serial killers especially, um, even the U.S. messes up. Yeah. If there's not enough evidence, they're like, well, he's he's a prominent uh, uh, person here in our community. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did it. There's not enough evidence, so we're going to let him go. So some of that happened here. Yeah. All right. He was kind of let go a few times. Uh, eventually, he got caught to where he wasn't going to get away with it. So he moved to California. From there, I believe he got in trouble again. And then he ended up moving to Juarez. Ugh. Working for... One of those factories. Don't tell me that. Yes. So, there's that history. Now, he never murdered anyone. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's, he's not an evil dude. He sexually assaulted young women in the United States. So, he moves to Juarez. Working he murdered their as soul. A, as an engineer, mm-hmm. working for one of these large companies mm-hmm. in Juarez, thinking he's going to get away from the U.S. and never be caught. So, Mexico, or Juarez, in, in this middle and then mid-90s, desperate to find answers mm-hmm. or to pinpoint it on somebody else so they don't get oh, okay. caught, right? Blame it on this guy. This guy's yes. all over the news. He gets thrown in jail. He starts talking about other serial killers, that there was a connection because apparently when you're a serial killer, you connect yourself with other serial killers. You of know course. where they Why live, not? you know where they are, all this other stuff. So there was a big there was a big um, ring, supposedly, mm-hmm. of child rapists, child molesters, um, serial killers, all this other stuff. He was being accused of, like, five murders of these young women. Um, so super interesting because it was the first time I really, really heard about serial killers, and especially from my hometown and, and living in El Paso is right there, our neighboring city, uh, you know, across the border. So it was kind of interesting to see all this development, right? At the end of the day, it, it appears that even that guy was being framed because of his history in the U.S., Right, just because he's a child molester doesn't make him a murderer. It makes him a fucking you know yeah. very very bad guy. Don't yeah. get me wrong, uh, but when we're talking about justice, especially for these women, mm-hmm. if this isn't the right guy, yeah. I want to know who killed my daughter. I want to yeah. know who killed my sister, my my wife, my girlfriend, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. I want justice, right? Yeah. What about justice for those females. So my point is that they were going around in circles for so many years, talking about this guy. That they forgot, or intentionally forgot, <laughs> about the real killers and the real issue and the real problems. Um, so That's that was point. one of the most interesting parts of that time period where there was a guy. And later on, he came out and talked about how he was tortured, once again, mm-hmm. to say he knew other folks, he knew other rapists, he knew other child molesters in those areas pointing fingers at them. Mm-hmm. So once again, they had a guy that was just, you know, giving them the runaround, which they wanted to get the runaround. They never yeah. wanted to find the real people. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, of course not. They were the real people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a two or three year yes. scenario where that happened. But many things like that have happened mm-hmm. in the past 20 years. Every time you get close to finding the answers, they find someone or something to blame it on, mm-hmm. to frame it, uh, and you end up not ever knowing who really killed these women. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're not even just talking about killing them. We're earlier talking about oh, dismemberment. God, yes. 
torture. Tortured. In the worst kinds of ways. Yes. And then being dumped in, in parking areas, in lots, dirt lots, Deserts. by uh, heavy trafficked highways. Mm-hmm. Right outside of police. Right outside police stations. Yes. In neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So it's insane. It is. It's crazy. And... I want to bring up the one thing that drives me crazy because you grew up here. You have nothing against the Mexican people. You love your people. I'm Mexican. You're Mexican. <laughs> I obviously don't have an issue with Mexicans. I hope not. Um, I know because <laughs> half the kids run around here. Uh, it's got Mexican blood. There is nothing. You are a, the most honorable person. You've served your country. Um all three of them, if you count Texas. <laughs> you you, you take a lot of pride. We have Mexican flags. This is not to say Mexico is bad. Um, we're saying the cartels and the government is very bad. And it drives me crazy when people are like, Mexico's not like that. I go to Mexico all the time. Because, like, it was funny how you said, I haven't been to Mexico in 15 years. We went two or three times last year. Um, well, you're right. We, you know what I'm I, saying? I, I meant to say Juarez. Yeah. yeah well, I haven't been there, but you're right. We've been to you other parts. Because you don't go to dangerous Mexico. You go to the nicer parts of Mexico. Right. And the cartels. Ensenada. And Sonata. Yeah. Um, uh, Cosmo. Is that Cosmo, how you say? yeah. All those. And you're right. You, you go out and you're like, wow, this isn't the Mexico that Mario and Crystal were talking about. This is, there must be crazy or they're racist or, or they don't like it. And it's like, no, you. The cartels protect the tourist areas. That's their money. That's their and, money. And don't get it wrong. Those places we went to as well, you you were five minutes away yeah. from getting in trouble if you really wanted to. Yes, right? correct. But but but, uh, but Juarez is also a border town. And so for many years, this is what I'm saying, when I grew up, mm-hmm. you didn't see that because it's a border town and they make money too. The yes. clubs, the restaurants, the... the, the uh, the, the downtown areas, mm-hmm. like they made tons of money there from the tourists. So, of course, they didn't want to lose that either. But it got to the point where there was this, the, the power vacuum was so big mm-hmm. that they stopped caring about making money from tourists that yeah. they're like, we just need to get control first. Once we get control, then we'll start all that up. But it lasted so long that it went to fucking shit. The tourists left. The yeah. companies left. The nightclubs left. Everything moved over either to, and the smart businessmen already lived in the U.S. and had already started foundations and roots in the U.S. Mm -hmm. A lot of great restaurants already (laughs) had roots in El Paso. Mm -hmm. So when this happened, all they did was shut down in Mexico or in Juarez and just reopen or or focus on El Paso because there was no more... Uh, 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 there was no more life there for many, many years. And it's just now. It's like when a forest burns down, it takes many, many years for it to grow back. Yes. It is now just growing back mm-hmm. from over 15 years of destruction, yeah. chaos. But uh, that's not, But that, so that's what drives me crazy. It's like just because you can go into Ensenada and not die and it's everyone's nice to you does not mean that these girls are not disappearing that the cartels are not running the police and the police are not investigating these girls it's like i hate it. and you see it on so many i've uh, this past year i've seen it so much where Famous people will be like, I was so scared of Mexico. And then I went down there. I'm like, where did you stay? Did you go into, you know, the ranches? Did you go into these small areas? That's what we're talking about that are 
controlled by cartels. You wouldn't be able to because the roads are controlled by the cartels yes. too. If you leave the resort, you leave these certain areas. You, you, we all heard about what happened to the Mormon family yes. uh, down here in Sinaloa what, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, and now I don't know what exactly, um, what kind of business or what kind of deals they had going on down there, but they lived down there. They were yeah. they were American citizens, but also happened to be uh, living in, in Mexico. Mormon in case you don't know the history, there's a lot of Mormon history in, in Mexico mm-hmm. uh, from when they were first running from the U.S. government and trying to find a new home. And, you know, Utah, Texas, the borders towns, a lot of them went to me. In fact, um, Mitt uh, Romney, right? Uh-huh. His father is a Mexican citizen. Oh, really? I His father know. is a Mexican citizen because um, there was a lot of history there. So this family... Um, happens to either, you know, like I said, have their, their run their church there, or just yeah. you know, traditionally just stayed there because their their great grandparents. That's that's where they, you know, that's where they, they they built their home. But whatever the case might be, you all saw what happened when they tried to run from the cartels. They were just driving from one place to another on a dirt road mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whatever agreement they had, went to shit, and um, you know, family. Of almost ten people, I believe, yeah. women and children and men, all murdered. I think there were two surviving uh, little girls yeah. because they ran into the desert. Uh, but they don't give a shit. And we only heard about it because they were Americans. That kid, that, that happens, happens all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> Thank you, all the time. And people are just, and we've gotten. It's so frustrating that America, that American media is not, the U.S. media is not portraying this. Because they politicized it so much because Trump has said some things and then so that's making the other side not want to um, bring up and that you're suddenly racist if you talk about the cartels being in bed with the government. And it's like, no, just like don't politicalize masks. Don't politicalize like people are dying and disappearing and we need to investigate it and look at it and it doesn't mean that you don't that you're racist or that you don't like mexicans it's you're not you know you're not being a bad person because you're like look this is fucked up these women are disappearing we need to help well the fbi has investigated Mm -hmm. i remember even when i when i still lived down there in el paso Mm -hmm. in the mid 90s the fbi got involved because it was too close to home Yes. It's too close to home. But even from reports that we've seen and, and mm-hmm. read, um, they can only do so much. The, the FBI is not going to interfere with investigations, but they can give them the information that they have. Look, based on our knowledge of serial killers or these yeah. this type of behavior, uh, these type of murders, we can give you profiles. We can do profiling mm-hmm. of certain individuals. You take this information and you run with it and you use it. Well, apparently, it's just not being used. No. So it doesn't matter sometimes if we get involved. It's up to the government to, to do with that information what they will. And if they wanted to find the murderers, they would. Yes, you're right. Uh, and when you say cartels, by the way, and you say government in Mexico, and you say politicians, mm-hmm. you say the police... It's all one and the same. Correct. You can literally say the cartels because yes. it's just a branch of the cartels. Yes. Right? Especially in those border towns, um, Juarez, you know, Tijuana, those are some of the... the, the Chihuahua. The biggest uh, 
what do you call it, uh, you know, cartel-run cities in, in Mexico. So yeah. it's it's sad. It's sad, and um, especially right now with, with everything that's going on here in, in the U.S., especially with our military, with Vanessa uh, Guillen out of, uh, and I hope I'm saying that right, I, and I'm trying to say it uh, the way I think it sounds in Spanish, but mm -hmm. Guillen, some people have said it. Either way, out of Fort Hood, soldier that went missing, you haven't heard the news you know read up about it um it's sad it's sad that in our own military things like this not at the same rate but if it happens once in our military uh that's more than enough yeah right? it's like a roach if you can see one there's probably a hundred the disrespect mm -hmm. for the family for her that they would take their time in looking yeah it's a disrespect of females everybody says this uh, a lot of veterans have been posting online about this. If mm -hmm. a weapon went missing, yes. if night vision goggles, which by the way, I've been in a scenario where night vision goggles disappeared from a from an armory in Iraq while I was in a base and I was outside on a mission, on a convoy, and I came back and me and my six other fellow soldiers stayed outside the gate because they weren't letting anyone in or out until they found this pair of night vision goggles. They left us yes. outside the base where we could get shot, blown up, Ambushed attacked. At any time. Granted, we were right outside the base. No one in their right mind would do that. But nonetheless, we were not protected. And mm -hmm. we were left out there saying, okay, well, I guess we're kind of on our own right here because we're not being let in. Yeah. Had no clue what was going on. Uh, until they found those night vision goggles. So fucking Night stupid. fucking vision goggles. I get it. It's important. It is important. But you so won't Vanessa. shut down a base because uh, a soldier goes missing. And the audacity is to, the first thought was to say she went AWOL when she had been telling her leadership, trying to tell them that she was scared of this individual. This individual sexually harassed me. And they don't put those two together and go, hey, before we say she went AWOL, should we investigate this? Yeah. This, this is a fucking goddamn crime scene. She, she, she hasn't been seen in a day or two. Should we shut down the- last time the, she was seen, she was on base. Should we shut down the base real quick? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. I don't, I don't fucking get it, Crystal. I don't. I don't get it. Um, so while this is happening to us here, I, I, I hope that- you know, some change comes from this because it, it's sad that someone has to go through this, that not someone, that hundreds. This is just the mm -hmm. tipping point. Um, it's in a time where social media is more popular. Yeah. And so it, it you know, there has to come a, a, a time when some change has to, to happen. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, with her death, um, you know, I hope this is that time. Mm -hmm. By the way, um, because this is such an important topic, um, normally our show, our podcast, we do these episodes, we record them um, ahead of time. We have a, um, what do you call it, a list of shows we're going to record, a mm -hmm. list of topics, right? You all know, right? We record it's a the, schedule. at that moment. You know, mm -hmm. we record the, you know, uh, Tales from the Guard Tower, you know, mm -hmm. dishonorable mentions. And these topics have been picked 
months in advance before mm-hmm. this all started most of the last year 90 yeah 90 percent of this stuff was already chosen to be discussed the schedules might change a little bit the recording times might change a little bit but for the mm-hmm. most part we try to stick to that schedule this is the way the podcast works and this is what the people have enjoyed right mm-hmm. this is what kind of sets us apart from from other shows so we try not to always talk about what's going on right now in the moment uh, because we've already pre-recorded mm-hmm. a lot of these shows, these topics. Um, sometimes we happen to record them uh, when there's something going on, so we might mention it a little bit. But this is such a hot topic that we're actually going to change next week's uh, really? dishonorable mentions from what it was going to be mm-hmm. to Fort Hood. Next week's dishonorable mention Good. is a whole freaking base. Awesome. Normally, we talk about one service member, veteran, whatever, that mm. happened to be in the military, turned killer or killed while in the military, whatever. Yeah. It's normally about an individual or a group of individuals, mm-hmm. people, humans, well, monsters. Yeah. This is about a whole base. Next week's Dishonorable Mentions is on Fort Hood. So we're going to have a special guest for that mm-hmm. one. So I hope you guys tune in because... This will be a, a kind of a, a follow-up on, on this week's. Yeah. This topic just happened to be on the schedule. I know. The murdered women of Juarez happened to be on the schedule for this week, so we kept it because it, it goes in, in line with what's kind of going on um, out there. Uh, disgusting, uh, shameful. Um, it, it's very sad, especially for me. that That's my hometown. That's my birth yeah. town, Juarez. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful place. It can be a very beautiful place. Um, growing up there, you know, I was very proud of some of the locations were were beautiful. The plaza, the cathedral, mm-hmm. is a beautiful. That's where I I went to church. I went to 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 uh, uh, my first holy communion was there, um, right next to it. The main cathedral is the oldest cathedral in South America. Oh wow! It was built right there, which is kind of falling apart. It was it was so it was built so long ago. Yeah. The ground, the base is is actually falling. It's falling through the 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 floor, the oh. base, right? So it's kind of crooked. Yeah. Kind of like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, right? <laughs> uh, but it's still operational. But it's a very small little church right next to it. They built the the giant church. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's reinforced now. But you can go visit it. It's a very beautiful place. Looks like an old castle. Yeah. Right? The downtown area used to be more beautiful. Everything's closed down now. Oh, Shut down. Such a shame. They used to have, uh, I know people aren't into this, but, you know, bullfighting. They had a, a, a whole arena for mm-hmm. bullfighting. Right? They used to have concerts and, 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 and uh, uh, festivals there. Right? Mm-hmm. But a beautiful arena. Kind of like when you see the Colosseum in Rome. Yeah. That's what this looked like. I mean, there's epic places in Juarez legendary places the nightlife the nightclubs but obviously it's all tainted with all the The violence the the cartels and specifically now Juarez is known as the murder capital of the world it's been titled I remember in 2005 I was reading a Maxim magazine I was in Iraq and uh, of course that was my my magazine of, (laughs) of, of choice right but we have Maxim magazine you know wrote an article on Juarez, they compared it to Kabul in Afghanistan. They named it the second most dangerous city in the world. 
And I thought to myself, holy shit. That's when I kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, I had no idea. That's when I found out of all the murders and everything that was going on. But um, it hasn't changed much, right? No. So. Sadly. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's tough, but, um, you know, let's let's focus on, our, focus on what we can do. Yeah. Let's pay attention to the world around us, even though it's a different country. Mm-hmm. This is still a mystery. Yeah. Worth mentioning. Way worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, discussing about it. Letting I hope people, people learn. If you didn't know about this, look yeah. into it. Um, there's a movie called Border Town. Yeah. It's got um, Jennifer Lopez in it, right? Um, it's 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 a it's a movie. It's a Hollywood movie, so obviously take from it what you will. But there's other documentaries. There's um, you know YouTube has a ton of different. Um, not news articles, but uh, what would you call them? Little uh, five-minute clips, mm-hmm. you know. And like Crystal mentioned, a lot of it is from from British reporters. Yeah. So I don't know what uh what America's doing. That's that's your neighbor. It's your neighbor. Or Why aren't you are, reporting on are it? Are you ashamed that you know you don't want to scare off these factories that are making tons of money by saving on taxes and paying people less money? Yeah. Is that what it is? Do do Ouch. we not do we not want to talk about that? Ooh, some truth. So I don't know why but it's not um it's not being talked about in this country as much as it should be mm-hmm. um there are neighbors if we really care about the world if we are willing to go to war across the world to mm-hmm. save a small country from being bullied from a bigger country and from tyranny if we're willing to go to syria yeah if we're willing to go to the middle east and pretend like we're helping somebody can we pretend to help our neighbors yes thank you <laughs> thank you so I know this show got a little crazy, yes, but this is, this is an important topic. Um, females have been dealing with this from the, 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 the smallest things of sexual harassment, which is not small at all, mm-hmm. but compared to these murders. Yeah, having your hands you cut know, off. From, from the top down, from the bottom up, you know, change needs to happen. Yes. So um, this was a... A tough one. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It was. I think we're. Um, I think we're good. I think we might <laughs> be killed by the cartels. <laughs> I think we've said what we've said. Yes. Let us know how you feel. This is probably no, no, not probably. This was one of our most serious topics we've mm-hmm. covered yet. Um, definitely getting hot in this guard tower right yes. now. <laughs> it's definitely getting hot in this guard tower. It this is. This is a, a good topic. Um, you know, let's uh, let's be vigilant. Let's take care of each other. Let's not ignore what's going on around mm-hmm. us. Uh, let your voices be heard and stand up for for people who can't be heard. Amen. All right. Well, for Crystal Reedy, this is Outside the Wire Choir. You guys take care. Love each other. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC 
was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and valorsveteranscommunityaz.org.